0: Grade 7s talks to experts, a podcast where Grade 7 students talk to experts and find out more about their specialty. I'm your host for this episode, Carter, and I am a student at College Park School in Lightminster, Alberta. Before we get to our expert for this episode, I just want to share a little bit about who we are and what will we and what we will be doing for this in our podcast. We are a class of 25 Grade 7 students in a non-traditional classroom setting where we are focusing on experimental learning learning using a STEAM approach. That's STEAM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. We want to answer the age-old question of why do I have to learn this by directly connecting what we study inside the classroom with the world outside the school. For our podcast, students will be contacting an expert, expert that they know in their lives. This person could be an expert in their profession or job or in what could traditionally be considered a hobby or an interest. So without further delay, I am pleased to introduce our expert for this episode, who is an expert on power engineering, Chad Rokosh. Welcome. Thank you. Let's start by getting to know you. Please tell us about yourself.
1: Uh, my name is Chad Rokosh. I'm Carter and Declan Rokosh's dad. I'm 38 years old. I've uh, lived in Lloydminster for just about 20 years now.
0: How many people were in your family growing up?
1: Growing up, there was four of us. It was my dad, my mom, um, my older brother, who's 11 months older than me, and uh, that's it. Small little family of four.
0: What is your family like now?
1: Uh, my family now is it has got a bit of dynamics to it. Uh, my mother passed away last year. Um, my dad is living by himself in North Battleford. My older brother is married in North Battleford to his high school sweetheart and they have two little boys named Bronson and Meyer and uh, and Lloyd here. Um, We have a bit of dynamics going on, too. Carter and Declan live at different homes, too. Um, Me and their mom are separated, so they have stepbrothers and stepsisters and stepdad and stuff like that, so, yeah. Uh,
0: What do you do for fun?
1: What do I do for fun? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Lots of things I like to do for fun, but mostly my favorite thing to do is be at the lake. We do a lot of fishing and a lot of camping at the lake. That's. That's my go-to for fun, but during the winter time, definitely chasing my kids at hockey all the time. Lots of tobogganing, lots of outdoor fun. So,
0: um, where did you live as a kid? What was that like?
1: I grew up in North Battleford, Saskatchewan. It's a community that's about 130 kilometers to the east of Lloydminster here. Um, it was really good growing up there. We actually grew up uh, right in front of the river. Um, so we spent a lot of time outside, a lot of time in the valley playing, as we called it, a lot of time fishing at the river, a lot of time throwing sticks and rocks and stuff into the river, uh, just a lot of outdoor activities and yeah, it was good.
0: Uh, what was school like for you when you were younger?
1: School for me, growing up, was, it was really good. My mom and dad really focused on making sure that me and my older brother had a good education and made sure that we were always doing the best that we possibly could. But uh, on the other side of that, school was always something that I enjoyed going to. Um, just like everybody else, Typical, you, you typically got a little bit bullied and stuff like that, but that kind of builds character in your life. But school was really good. I enjoyed it.
0: Uh, what do you remember about grade seven specifically?
1: Uh, that's actually a really good question. Because uh, in grade seven, I ended up getting the academics award for the grade sevens. I had the highest academic overall um, Mark, I guess you could say, and I ended up getting an award for it. And I remember the day when I got the award, my mom was in the back of the room and she was crying and stuff like that. So it was a very memorable day for me. <laughs> uh,
0: tell us a little about being a power engineer. What does that mean?
1: Um, what a power engineer means is uh, somebody who's operating a piece of equipment that uh, is creating energy. So by that, I mean it could be anything from a Hertzig, which is a heat recovery steam generator. It could be anything like where I work. I actually work at the Upgrader. If you guys have drove past there before, all the vessels and all the towers and stuff that you see on the side of the road there, that's all producing fuels. Um, so once again, like I said, power engineering has to do with harnessing energy, creating energy, um, anything to do with, uh, how could I even say it? Anything to do with uh, energy creation. So.
0: Uh, what does a typical day look like for you?
1: Well, a typical day for me is, I don't know, like I said, if you guys ever drove past the Upgrader. It's a pretty, pretty big place. It's pretty loud. Um, if you look, there's actually a flare. I don't know if you guys have seen the flame that's shooting way into the air. So my day actually starts at uh, either 5.30 in the morning or 5.30 in the evening. So I work 12-hour shifts. And uh, when I'm driving to work, I actually look to see if that flare that you see is burning higher in the sky. or. Making, making a big flame because that means that we have an upset at work. So I show up to work and I do relief with another operator who's been there for his 12 hour shift and we sit together and we have a brief conversation of everything that happened during his shift, whether it be good or bad or maintenance that had happened on a process or um, an event that had caused a unit to trip. Um, my job is to be at work and keep my unit or my plant running at normal operations all the time, um, full steam ahead producing fuel, um, keeping the pipelines running, keeping the tanks filled up, Um, no process upsets.
0: Uh, I'm now gonna invite Jesse to come and ask you a question. Sure. Hello, my name is Jesse, and what is the hardest part of being a power engineer?
1: Uh, The hardest part of being a power engineer is the night shifts, the 12-hour night shifts, for sure. Um, Everybody's finishing their day and coming home, and you're waking up from an afternoon nap that you had, and you're heading to work. For example, lots of times Carter comes home from school and I'm sleeping and he wakes up and then I have supper with these guys and I head to work. Um, so you're coming home at six o'clock in the morning and now you're trying to sleep when everyone's in the house and stuff. And Carter can understand. There's been a couple times where I've had to tell them to be quiet and stuff, right? But <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely a struggle. But every job has its perks and its and its downfalls and that's definitely one of the downfalls. But. Thank you for the question though
0: Thank you. Um, did you do some kind of engineering as a kid, and what was that like?
1: Um actually no, not really. I didn't do any engineering as a kid, but uh, that's engineering is a profession where you're trying to figure stuff out or create create things or problem solving right so as a kid, I did enjoy that engineering aspect, and I didn't know that it was really engineering, but I've always enjoyed doing things with my hands and figuring things out and problem solving and stuff like that, so technically yes, but I didn't know I was doing it. So,
0: um, Have there been times that you felt discouraged as a power engineer? What made you want to keep on going as a power engineer?
1: Um, yeah, there definitely has been times that it's made me discouraged, but uh, one of the One of the things that I can definitely describe is uh, getting more papers on my power engineering because power engineering is a trade, just like uh, welding or electrical or instrumentation stuff. You put your classroom time in and you have to go out into the field and you have to put in practical time. And what practical time means is you have to be in the field working on that process or be at work in that environment. And at the same time, you're writing exams to further your education to get more papers to excel in your career. Anyway, like I just said, working shift work, night shifts, day shifts, trying to raise a family and stuff, and study at the same time for those tests was really hard, and I did fail a few times. Mm-hmm. But we just strive to always do better and go forward, right? So,
0: um, Can you tell us about a life experience where you were unsure, but you chose to participate anyway and give your best effort? effort?
1: That's actually a really good question, too. because. Um, a big part of power engineering is problem solving because, like I said, uh, my job is to make sure that my plant is running at normal operations, streamlined, smooth, no upsets. And when we have a process problem at work, it's my responsibility to go out and solve that problem. So, lots of the times I'm walking into something that I'm trying to figure out myself. So, there's lots of times at work I'm very unsure. But not unsure in a negative way. But just I'm trying to figure out what that problem could possibly be, and that might take a few steps to get to where I have to be. So
0: um, I'm now gonna invite Eli to come up and ask you a question. Hi, <clears throat> my name is Eli, and my question is: um, What injuries can happen in your line of work, and how dangerous is your job?
1: Good one. Uh, there can actually be lots of injuries in my job. Like I said, we we produce fuel. Um, so when you go for a flight out of the country and you're flying on a jet, the fuel that's inside that jet plane, I create that. Um, your grandfather's or your dad's or your uncle's semi or tractor at the farm, that all runs off of diesel, we make that at work too. So we're always producing fuels, and those fuels are highly flammable, right? So the chances of explosions and fires and stuff like that is very, very high. Um, years ago, we had an explosion at one of the plants at the upgrader and uh, we're actually at work trained to be firefighters too. So I'm a 1081 and Simpian industrial trained firefighter. We have two fire fire trucks at work. So if we have anything that happens at work, explosions, fires or anything, we roll our fire trucks, which I mean roll is we put them into the field and we activate them and we man the fire trucks and we take care of our own fires and stuff like that. So there's a very high chance of injury in my career and stuff like that too, so it's it's dangerous, but a job I guess. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Um, in your opinion what makes someone an expert and do you consider yourself an expert?
1: What makes somebody an expert? I'm gonna say a lot of time spent on that certain topic um, or profession or career. Um, a huge broad understanding of every aspect of that. Um, I don't consider myself an expert. I consider myself a professional in my profession. Um, the reason I say that is to be an expert as a power engineer, you would have to know so much. There's such a broad spectrum of things to know. Like I said, I produce, I produce fuel at the upgrader. Power engineering has to do anything with harnessing energy or creating energy. So you could work for Sask Power and do this. You could work at a Fry Factory. Making, um, making french fries because they need to produce power for their boilers and stuff like that too. You could work at a hospital and create all the, the feed heat for the, for the hospital. There's just so much to know. It would take you, I don't know, to the end of time, I think, to, understand, to fully get to be an expert in power engineering. It's a, such a vast, broad field.
0: Um, I'm not going to invite Marissa to come and ask you a question. What education did you need to be a power engineer?
1: That's a good question. Um, I decided that I wanted to be a power engineer when I was about grade 11. And with that, you need to have math, physics, and chemistry, all three of those. Um, Power engineering is a lot to do with math and a lot to do with the understanding of fluid dynamics, thermodynamics, um, expansions of gases, you need to know a lot of chemistry. Um, we have reactors at work where we add um, quench gas into it, which is hydrogen, and we strip the nitrogen and we strip the sulfur out of our gas. So it's a molecular process. Um, lots of endothermic reactions, exothermic reactions. Just, you need to know a lot of math, physics, and chemistry, like Thank I said. You. So you're welcome.
0: Um, what do you think failure has to do with success? Also, when did you fail and how did it help you?
1: Failure has a lot to do with success, actually. I think if you don't fail, you don't have anything to learn from, and if you don't have anything to learn from, you can't better yourself. Um, there's been many times in my career that I've failed and just went forward because you always want to learn from your mistakes, and you want to try to go forward the best you can.
0: I'm now going to invite Kelly to come up and ask you a question. Hi, I'm Kelly. Um, have you ever had a scary experience with your job?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I was saying there, we deal with lots of volatile fuels. Um, a Couple years ago, uh, when I was coordinating a turnaround, we were bringing down one of the units, and we have reactor sections, and inside those reactor sections, we run at about 300 degrees Celsius and about 10,000 kPa pressure, which is pretty darn high. And we were bringing the unit down, and we ended up losing one of the gaskets on the top header of the reactor, and we were venting um, hydrogen gas into the atmosphere and like I said about knowing chemistry and math and physics and stuff, hydrogen is the lightest molecule and it's very explosive. So we were dealing with a matter where we had hydrogen venting into the air uncontrolled and any spark or any possible ignition could have let that off and it was very scary there for about 20 minutes. We barricaded everything, we rolled all the fire trucks, um, we brought the plant down controlled but it was definitely a learning experience. So can be dangerous, yeah.
0: Thank you. Tell us about someone who you looked up to when you were younger.
1: Well, that's an easy one. That'd be my dad. Um, uh, I followed him around all the time as a kid. My dad's a journeyman red-sealed uh, carpenter. He was a project manager growing up. Yeah. Um, he showed me how to do everything mechanically, um, how to be a good carpenter. I actually was going to follow in his footsteps and I ended up not doing it just because of uh, the career path that I wanted to go I wanted to be in the oil field but um, definitely looked up to my dad growing up he taught me how to be a great human being and taught me all the mechanical skills that I know today so I would definitely wouldn't be the person I am without him
0: um, I'm now gonna open uh, the mic to questions from the floor Anyone have a...
1: Go ahead and
0: wave back. Oh, they're going to come up back, sir. Yeah. Hi, my name is Addison, and what kind of power engineering goes on into our, our school, our daily life?
1: Oh, cool. So you guys have boilers in here, and what your boilers do is they provide steam into the school, and I believe they actually provide the heat for your school. Um, all of your hot water is produced by boilers, which is fired by natural gas, like I said, so you're creating something with energy, you're harnessing it. Um, your air conditioning units inside of your school, that's all to do with power engineering too, because you're compressing a gas, and then you're releasing it to create cooler air, and then you're blowing a fan across it. So once again, you're taking energy, and you're harnessing it, and you're expelling it, and you're releasing it into another form of energy, which is air conditioning. So. Yeah, power engineering is daily with you. There's, there's stuff in your house that you're harnessing, your hot water heaters, um, your furnace in your house, stuff like that, so yeah. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Hello, my name is Rainer, and what ki- kind of topics or school subjects would be associated with someone who might be considering power engineering as a career?
1: Like I was saying there before, lots of maths, lots of physics and chemistry when you get into high school and stuff, so. But it's, it's very interesting topics, once you, or uh, subjects, or once you start learning about it, especially physics. Physics is awesome to learn, it, it teaches you how everything in life works from gravity to forces to just a broad understanding of, of, of how the world works. So, okay, thank you. You're welcome.
0: Uh, how many years of schooling did you have to do to be a power engineer?
1: Um, I did it a little bit different. Some people go to school for two years to get their fourth class and their third class power engineering because it goes backwards. You actually started as a fourth class and go to a third class and the second class to a first class power engineer. And I took the first year of schooling and then after that I did everything myself. So um, basically one year of schooling, but just like the question I'd been asked about failure and stuff, I was writing exams when I was on shift and at work, instead of staying in school and continuing my education. So there's a couple different ways, it's a trade, right? So, but basically about three or four years of schooling. Yeah. Okay, bye.
0: <laughs> Hello, my name is Gwen, and what are your thoughts on future of uh, petroleum industry as we people calling for more green alternatives?
1: Say that again, sorry?
0: What are your thoughts on the future of petroleum industry, we people calling for more green alternatives?
1: That's a really good question, actually. I like that one. Um, Unfortunately, my view upon that is you're never going to get away from from energy having to be used, harnessed from the ground coming forward. Um, They have a big, huge push now for batteries. They have a big, huge push now for grain like you had just said. But grain, we actually at the Upgrader have an ethanol plant. And what that ethanol plant does is we take grains, barleys, all plant-based materials, and we put that in a fractionator and we distill that and we're creating fuels, right? So we're making gas from the oils inside of these seeds and stuff. So to get to that point, you're stir- still burning natural gas, you're still having to use heavy crude to, to get to that point because there's still oil inside the bearings that produce this. There's still fuel that has to drive the semi-truck to get to the ethanol plant to drop off that grain. There's still fuel that has to be inside the combine to produce that. There still has to be heat inside that farmer's house to heat his house to sleep at night. Like there's there's so much to it. It's really easy to say that we should go to a greener alternative. But we have so many steps to get there first that we have to problem solve. So really good question, though. All right, thank you. Thank
0: you. you. Hi, my name is Brett, and I was wondering what, like, how important would you say your job is?
1: How important would I say my job is? Well, it all depends. Uh, My job to me is really important because it's a lifestyle, right? Um, It's what keeps, it's what pays my bills at my house. It's what keeps the lights on. But the other end of that, how important is my job to me? My job is really important to me. Um, I've been at the Upgrader, or sorry, with Synovus now for just about 20 years, so um, I get along with lots of the people that I work with. I've built a reputation where I'm at and I I like that. It's like another another community that I work with, right? So it's very important to me. Yeah, you betcha. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Um,
0: So what is one of the most important learning experiences being a power engineer?
1: You know what? Listening and paying attention to what other people with experience have to say and paying attention once again to what they are doing going forward. Um, I tell lots of junior operators that I train or that come there is just lots of listening, lots of looking, and yeah, just pay attention and and respect what people have to tell you and what they're saying and you'll learn a lot that way, right, so, because they have experience, so.
0: Okay. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Um, quick question about the demands um, on you as a family person when you're working twelve-hour shifts. How do you how do you cope with that? How do you adjust with that? Especially if you've got day shift and then night shift. Um, it that's <laughs> it takes a it actually takes a, quite a toll out of a person because on nights, like Carter knows, I'm only sleeping about six hours just because. I'm coming off of nights and my body wants to be awake, like that's normal. You want to be awake, right? And then on the weekends, like I said, when these guys are home, we have hockey, we have everything going on, so I want to be a part of that too, right? So I'm sacrificing a lot of my sleep to be with be with the kids and to help and but it's it's definitely really hard on your family life, yeah. Um I f- find myself to be grumpy more often and stuff like that and so it's it's a lot of coping for me too, right? And mm-hmm. but um, on the other aspect of that, we put on our shifts, so we get five days off at the end of that, right? Like, so the shift I do, let's just say I go to work for five days, I get five days off on the other end of that, right? So I go to work and I crunch my hours in that I'm required to, and I get five days off. So in actuality, I only work half the year. Right. right. Kind of how it works, right? So yeah. that that was another really big positive thing for me starting power engineering was that I liked all the days off and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But with your thing, how do you cope with it? There's days where it's just like, man, (laughs) it's very overwhelming. Right? Well, trying to juggle everybody, pick people up from school, take people to hockey, trying to keep, just keep the household going, right? And then just a personal anecdote, you were talking about that flame that yeah. we can see. Yeah. So when my kids were younger, when they were like two or three, um, each of them, uh, we actually nicknamed it, we, we called it Fiery. And every once in a while, the kids would be like, they'd hop to the window and they'd check to see how Fiery was doing or they'd, they'd wish Fiery a good night because we're, we're on the Saskatchewan side close to uh, Winston Churchill there, so we could often see it from our house, but yeah. Uh, there's an older fellow that I used to work with that he actually retired and he used to joke and he used to say, cause He'd say, I wake up in the morning, and open my blind and I have a look and I see how big that flame is. If the flame's too high, I call him sick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to go in then. Because like I say, it's, it's we try to keep the plant running at normal operations, right? Yeah. That's why we're there. Any, like Christmas time, New Year's Eve, there is someone there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all the time, right? So you're always dealing with something, right? And if there's an upset, now you're gonna end up having to spend the day trying to figure out that upset and get everything back to normal operating position. And we're talking like hundreds of thousands of dollars an hour down, right? So right. it's not like, hey, go for coffee and figure this out. Sometimes you don't even eat lunch when you're at work the whole time because you have to figure out that problem. That is your job. That is your 100% main goal, right? So your responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, that's our last question from the floor. So we're gonna wrap up. Wrap up now. Is there anything else you wanted to say?
1: No. Thank you guys for your time. I uh, I was actually really looking forward to coming in here and speaking with you all, and yeah, I hope some of you maybe consider being a power engineer. It's a great trade. Um, when you come home from work at the end of the day, you feel really accomplished. It's it's a really good feeling for sure. So.
0: Thank you for coming, Chad. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. We learned a lot about power engineering. Thank you to my classmates for the questions, and thank you, listeners. Have a great day, and stay tuned for the next episode.
1: We'd love to hear from you. Send your questions, show ideas, or any other feedback to to talkingtoexperts at gmail.com.